Welcome to the Starting From Zero podcast. In this episode, I talk with YouTuber Tiani Chantel. Trying to find what you enjoy making videos about can be a process, and Tiani is no exception. She has tried a handful of niches anywhere from fitness to movie reviews and even lifestyle vlogs. Over the past year, she has narrowed down her focus and found what she likes to make content about. Her channel is now dedicated to videos about Funko Pops. And if you're unfamiliar with what a Funko Pop is, I'll let Tiani explain a little bit later on in the episode. Tiani has become a part of the Funko Pop community online and has grown her YouTube channel to nearly 3,000 subscribers. In the episode, Tiani and I talk about her journey of finding her niche on YouTube, her experiences at events like VidCon, and we even make a quick astrology detour. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Starting From Zero podcast. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is I'm awesome. Excited. I was just checking out your channel uh, just before this, just uh, to see what kind of, uh, you know, the videos that you've been making lately. And I think they're really cool, so. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a struggle to find out like what exactly I wanted to do on YouTube, but mm -hmm. now that I feel like I found something, it just feels it feels good. It feels right. Yeah. What are the different kinds of things that you've tried uh, on YouTube? Well, I tried. I think the first thing I tried was fitness, just because I I started working in the fitness industry and I felt like okay, I this is something I'm interested in and something that I know about but mm. i hated making those videos i don't know why really <laughs> i love doing it for work but mm -hmm. when it came to actually filming it i was like this is like not what i want to be doing and then I, yeah i kind of um, played around with like some lifestyle content and then i ended up doing all of like the funko pop stuff and that's what i ended up liking the most so i stuck mm -hmm. with it nice um, yeah. Yeah, so before we get too deep uh into it and and the kind of uh you know what your channel is all about and just for anybody listening who may not know uh, you or your channel, uh, who are you and, and what do you do uh, on YouTube? Well, my name is Tiani, but I go by T Chantel on YouTube. And wait, what was the other question? <laughs> yeah, just like what you uh, what you're what you're doing on YouTube or on social media. Oh. Or... Yeah, I just do mainly Funko Pop content. So I'll go Funko Pop hunting, or mm -hmm. I'll just review different pops and just mainly kind of nerdy things like that. <laughs> and that's what I've been basing my channel on. And I think that's what I'm going to stick with for now. Nice. What's the, uh, is it Fungo Pops you said? Funko Pop, yeah. Fungo, okay. So yeah. I have a friend who's very into into them and like collects them. Oh, okay. Um, cool. But I'm not too familiar with the like community or the collecting uh, of them myself. So for yeah. anybody who may not be familiar, what uh, what are they? So they're I see basically, some in the background. Yeah, I have like a whole bunch in <laughs> <Yeah>. the background. <laughs> but they're basically like these little collectible figures and they have different types. They have Marvel, Disney, they even have like some celebrities and you can find all kinds, but it's based towards different fandoms, you know, and people collect them in box, out of box. There's like a whole a whole world that I didn't even know. And I'm still hmm. learning, you know, I just started collecting maybe a year and a half ago so i still okay. have like a lot to learn about the community too nice how did you get uh, started with it it was really weird i saw this video interviewing this this guy his name is top pops on youtube and i saw his video and then i started watching box attack which was like a really the, he has like really really good quality 
Funko Pop videos and I was just like, wow, this is really cool. And I started getting into it and then I brought one pop and then now I have like a hundred. <laughs> it just happened so fast. I don't know. <laughs> a quick fascination. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Um, and so why did you decide, uh, I guess in the very first place, like we'll start at the beginning of your YouTube channel in uh, the first place, like why did you start uh, uploading and making videos? I started, I'm trying to think of like when I started, I think I started uploading. Okay. I was, I was working a corporate job. Now I remember I was working yeah. a corporate job and I just freaking hated it. It was so <laughs> boring. And I, I don't relate. have the personality. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have the personality to like sit there and like answer phones and, you know, right. be on the computer all day. And I just needed like an outlet of just to be creative and to be myself. And mm -hmm. I, I always wanted to be an, like an actress when I was little. So I, might be a good opportunity to just take action and put myself in front of the camera and yeah. see what happened. And so I, I started it and I really, really loved it. And I just stayed with it ever since. Nice. Are you still at that corporate job or are you doing something? No. Else? Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like when, when I first made that decision to finally be myself, be creative, let myself, you know, live my passion, I kind of started this domino effect in my life where I started just doing everything that I love and everything that I'm passionate about. So I quit my corporate job to become a kickboxing instructor, which oh, happened nice. out of nowhere too. Wow. And so, yeah, now I, I just get to, you know, kickbox all day and work out all day and get paid for it. So it's, it's really fun because it's always been a passion of mine since I was, you know, younger. Mm -hmm. Nice. And how yeah. did you get uh, into kickboxing? That is just so random. I just, <laughs> it was just, I don't know how it happened. Uh, I applied for this kickboxing place because I told myself like, I want to be in the fitness industry. And then I really didn't think I was going to get the job because I had no experience with fitness as far mm -hmm. as like professional wise. Like teaching. I mean, I, I was a, yeah, I was a college athlete and I, okay. I did sports in high school, but I wasn't a trainer of any kind. And I definitely didn't know how to kickbox. Mm. And I guess they really liked me and they, they hired me. I'm so forever grateful that they took a chance on me and allowed me to, to do what I do because I wouldn't be doing it now, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. I'm a, I kind of went through a similar uh, situation myself. So I had like a corporate job um where i was traveling the u.s uh for the job and then just you know like right off the bat knew that it wasn't right for me specifically yeah. but i didn't know what else i wanted to do so i was just trying to like taste different things and um i just happened to be in airports uh, a lot so i started i knew i wanted to start a youtube channel and i actually started a channel where i was interviewing people in the airport oh um, cool this yeah people in airports <laughs> yeah right and like i had a ton of downtime like what else am i going to be doing on my phone besides like playing 2048 for two hours you know yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah so i decided to turn my downtime into something productive and then i would ask like one question uh each time that i was in the airport and then edit all the different answers together to kind of show how different or similar people's answers could be yeah that's that, cool yeah, that was kind of like my first attempt at a series uh, on YouTube. And then um, I quit that corporate job back in August of last year okay. um, to go teach English in Israel. So, Oh, that's cool. So yeah, you're still yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I was. I just came back in February, um, back oh, home nice. to Tampa, Florida. So, um, okay. but yeah, like I, I totally get that whole like not feeling fulfilled 
Uh, I feel it's a, a very millennial thing to, be, to feel, but <laughs> it really is like yeah. I'm going to live my passion and my dreams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, so, are you uh, are you is the plan to like turn your YouTube channel into your sole thing, or do you want to keep uh, continuing teaching and coaching and kickboxing? I mean, I would love to make money on YouTube and you know mm -hmm. be financially supported by that, but it definitely takes a lot of time. And yeah. it's when I first started it, I really was like, I want to just get a bunch of subscribers, like I want to make mm -hmm. it happen. And then I feel like as I spent more time on YouTube, I realized that that wasn't. I didn't want that to be my drive and that's why I, I changed my content so much was because I wanted to do something that was true to, to who I am and then mm -hmm. also if it works out it works out and I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and that's me and not just yeah. something that I think is going to give me a bunch of views you exactly know? yeah I think now uh like even more just like there's so much content on YouTube yeah there is it's kind of insane that anybody finds or like takes the time to watch uh whatever you're making so um yeah I, I totally get that and I, I go back and forth with like uh you know uh, are people watching or caring about what I'm making uh but yeah. I shouldn't I shouldn't care about that because I'm making it for me and, exactly yeah and I mean you know you have to start somewhere I don't think anyone starts off with like a hundred thousand subscribers yeah, like unless exactly. you have a lot of clout or something but <laughs> most people you know don't start off yeah. with a lot of with a lot of people following them and everything. Mm. But I feel like what's also important to me is because I realized that I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me making content, you know? I'm yeah. I'm brown and I'm a woman and there's mm. definitely not a lot of content creators that are like that, especially I feel like in the Funko Pop community or in like the nerdy side of YouTube. Sure. So I just think it's important to be able to represent that mm. community and just so that people have someone that looks like them, you know, on YouTube. I think that's important for yeah. sure. That's so awesome. Um, I just got to talk to Audrey Ember. Um, yeah, I know her. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I just got to talk with her last week and um, you know, she's passionate about the same thing and like uh, creating uh, kind of a role model for other female creators and- Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I think that's, that's really cool that you guys, uh, you know, that's important to you and that you're setting an example for, you know, countless amount of people coming up, so. Exactly. We got to represent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so are there, I guess for like the beginnings of your channel, like how did you, are you mainly like focused on YouTube or uh, do you go to other social media platforms? Um, um, mainly it's just YouTube or I guess YouTube is where I'm seeing the most success like for me. traction or yeah. yeah yeah i mean i have i have instagram and my instagram's okay but it's it's just my life on instagram it's not like a like a certain niche sure i do have a funko pop instagram but it's not it's not as popping as like my other accounts and then i tried mm -hmm. tiktok as well tiktok's tricky because there's a yeah. lot of younger people and i just feel like okay. the grandma like trying to fit <laughs> all like cool kids you know but sure TikTok's cool just because the algorithm, it doesn't really matter how many followers you have. You mm -hmm. definitely get put on the For You page at some time. So right. I think that's what's cool about it. But definitely I'm just focusing on YouTube for now. Okay. That's my main thing. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on TikTok uh, making a quick exit? Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, it kind of sucks because I love watching TikTok videos. They're so funny. And yeah, I'm addicted. So. Yeah, and they're, they're easy to make. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like an 
eight hour video you have to edit on YouTube. <laughs> like, right. it's quick, but I mean, whatever. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. It'll be I interesting if there's like an American company, because if the whole thing is about Chinese government yeah. and data mining, then like if an American company, because uh, mm -hmm. we already have like every social media is data mining and like sharing our information. So yeah. if they take away the like foreign government stigma about it, maybe there might be another platform that emerges from this. I think there is. And that's a huge benefit because now that people know how crazy TikTok is, you can mm -hmm. kind of start again and start with like everyone that's starting to create and hopefully ride that wave, you know? Right. Yeah. How did you uh, find out about TikTok originally? Do you remember? Um, I don't even remember. I think I went to VidCon and I noticed okay. that some of my friends started TikToks and I was like, oh, what the heck is this? Mm. And then I just like started going on it. Was that like a, a year ago, two years? Do you know how long? Um, TikTok, I don't even remember. It was like when it first started. I remember I posted a video. It got like a thousand views, but I never went back on until like months later, almost a mm -hmm. year later. And I was like, what the heck? I should have just kept making videos. Like, right. Yeah. I didn't realize I could get that many views. on. Who knew the opportunity that was, uh, that was exactly. right there. Yeah. yeah. And I was kind of hard on myself. I was like, damn, I should have just made more videos. But I'm like, no, it's okay. Like it all happens right. and I can't really stress about the past. Yeah. Yeah. I watch a lot of Gary V, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk kind of content. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's been pushing TikTok for year like a, at least over a year um and you know it didn't take advantage of the opportunity at the time and now it's like already over you know yeah yeah for sure yeah um there are opportunities though i hope yeah it's crazy um so how did you what was that like first uh you started to see some traction on your your youtube channel how did uh, that come about well it was weird because Every time I tried something new, I got traction. So mm -hmm. I realized that it, it just, I needed to pick something that I wanted to focus on. When I first started doing my fitness videos, I was getting a lot of views doing um, like reviews on like leggings and like things mm -hmm. like that. But like I said, I, something just didn't feel right with me. I didn't feel like that was what I was meant to make content on. And, and then I tried doing lifestyle and I just did not, it just wasn't me. I'm like, I don't really care that much about shopping and like makeup that much like, mm -hmm. I don't think that that's me being me and then I found the Funko Pop community and I just felt like I was like at home you know I've met so many people and like I mentioned I started watching uh, Box Tech who's pretty big in the Funko Pop community and I actually like we're, we're best friends now it's just so crazy to me like, oh, someone nice. who, yeah someone who I used to watch and look up to and who mm -hmm. inspired me to make videos is now someone that I can like call up and be like hey what are you up to you know it's right. just wild yeah, I've been, uh, you know, coming to realize that as well. It's, it's crazy. It's just like people that you watch uh, on the internet for so long, you feel like you know them, and then you try, you like actually get to meet them in person, and there's normal people trying to figure it out for themselves as well. And um, yeah, yeah, like with and this project, I'm. Or sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say it's cool to just find people that you have so much in common with, especially mm -hmm. something that you're so passionate about. Right. Do you know anybody uh, in your, like, your daily life who's also uh, interested in the Funko community? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like yeah. a lot of my friends think it's really weird. Like, <laughs> I have a friend who lives in Sweden, but she came to visit me. Mm. She was like, what the heck are those things? Like, what, like, she was looking at my Funko Pops, like, they look so weird. What are they? Because I guess it's mm -hmm. not that popular in Sweden. Right. But a lot of my friends don't get it. Mm -hmm. And I, I had trouble with it at first because I feel like people 
especially since, you know, I'm a little bit older. I'm not like some young kid making like YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I, people just were like, what are you doing? I felt really judged. And a lot of my friends don't agree with the influencers or that that's like a good career or a good thing to focus on. So I had this kind of like, I have to just fight against what other people think and like what my friends are saying and just mm -hmm. stick with it and just do it because I love it. But I also found friends in the community that were able to support me. And I can, I don't know, it's weird because I have my friends that I see every day and then I have my YouTube friends that I talk to consistently like through, you know, text message, social media. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like a, a really close connection with them because we have something in common that, you know, we're both so passionate about. Yeah. I uh, I totally agree because I think that's super important to be around like-minded people that are kind of like, you know, have the same interests as you. Cause I, I don't really know anybody in my daily life or like college friends who are also interested in um, like us, like YouTube as much as I am or podcasting yeah. or um, so being like in this project has been uh, pretty cool to kind of like actually reach out to people who are doing something similar and have some interest and, and just really create like a community of like-minded people. So, yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Um, yes, uh, I guess for your, your VidCon experience, can you kind of tell me, uh, did, was that the first time that you had went or have you been before? I went, I can't remember when was the first time I went. I've gone a couple times, I think two times. Um, okay. But the first time I went, I went by myself. And that's mm -hmm. very scary for me because yeah. I'm For, for that, anybody, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know how there's people that don't mind doing things by themselves? Mm -hmm. I'm not that person. Yeah. And I definitely am that person now, but I wasn't before. And I was just kind of like, oh, I don't want to go by myself. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. So I actually DM'd this girl. Her friend is, a her friend, her name is Avrion. And, um, she, she also makes content as well. And I was just like, hey, I saw that you're going to VidCon. I'm going by myself. Like, do you want to meet up? And she's actually friends with, with Amber. So that's oh, kind nice. of like, yeah, that's kind of how I got introduced to those people and like everyone there. So it, it was cool to, to meet people who also made videos that didn't think making videos was weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it, it was definitely fun. But um, I realized that VidCon has a lot of younger people going to the events so that was kind of like a, a weird thing for me too do you know like uh could you estimate or guess on the age group of the people going to they VidCon? Were like teenagers yeah yeah like somewhere between like 12 to like 16 year olds a mm -hmm. lot of 12 to 16 year olds okay so again i felt a little bit out of place but then it was nice to have those friends that I knew that were around my age. You know, right. So yeah. It didn't make it as weird, but we, we all kind of acknowledged like, Oh, there's a lot of young people here. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Like I went yeah. to, uh, I was, uh, in my last, my last job, I was traveling around and I, I happened to be in Colorado at the same time at that time. And Khalid was at Red Rocks. Oh. So I got to see Khalid at Red Rocks and be my uh, coworker went. And then we're like, there are a lot of 15 year old girls here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, <laughs> I feel a little out of place, but yeah, yeah, for sure. So you understand, like that whole feeling, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what am I doing? But I'll just yeah. enjoy, enjoy for what it is. Yeah. Exactly. You just make the most of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah. So I and then I also saw uh, your Tanacon experience as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you tell that me. Uh, wild. It looked insane. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It was crazy, and you know that video still is the most watched video on my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and I think it's just people love the drama and yeah don't they and it's yeah. really popular 
And I debated for a long time, like taking it off my channel, just because it doesn't go with what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, it's, it's just crazy. And it, it was yeah. also as crazy and chaotic as it was, it was still a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And it was an experience that I got to do with my friends. So I just kind of left it there. But yeah, it's like documenting something in time. Uh, yeah. And I yeah. Yeah, I really like vlogging. I think that video made me realize I really enjoyed vlogging. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I've been thinking about maybe doing like a second channel. It's more about me and my life and less formal, like not in front of the, the camera set up or I'm sorry, the light set up and everything right. like that. Like just kind of me on the regular day, you know, without all the fancy lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I've never been to, to VidCon before. I, like, can you like maybe tell me what it's a little bit, like how it's set up or what your yeah. day was like? Yeah, so VidCon basically they have this big auditorium that has a lot of different booths and they'll have i don't know if people pay a certain amount you know to to have their stuff up i'm trying to think of like what was there they had like nickelodeon there and mm -hmm. just random things that you can look at and they had some camera things too for you know people that make videos and everything like that and so in the daytime you can go and do that there's photo booth places it's a lot of fun and then throughout the day they have interviews so they'll have big YouTubers, but it's mainly, I, I realize it's mainly for like lifestyle YouTubers. Okay. Um, it's not really catered towards like all types of YouTube. Like you would never mm -hmm. see like a Funko Pop YouTuber at, you know, VidCon. It's mm -hmm. more like uh, vloggers or beauty people and things like that. Yeah. But they'll interview them throughout the day. And then um, at night they'll have either like parties or I know they, they have concert, or, like one concert that they do. So it's definitely a lot of fun and it's a good way to connect with other people that make videos. Um, like I said, I, I was able to meet a lot of people there, but I, as far as, cause I, they do teach you things there, but I realized I really didn't take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. I felt like for me, it was definitely more of a way to connect with more people that make videos like me and not so much. I mean, I definitely went to some of the, some of the learning, you know, they'll teach you how to collab and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for that, I already use YouTube, you know, or I'll listen to sure. podcasts about that. So I wanted it mainly to be an experience about just having fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, is there, can you think of anything that you might change about uh, VidCon uh, that, from your experience? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like it should be a little bit more diverse as far as the creators go, because mm -hmm. it's really just like one genre of YouTube. And I, I feel like I would like to see a, a convention that features all kinds of creators and that brings all kinds of YouTube people together, not just, you know, the lifestyle genre and the vloggers, you know? Right. Yeah, I can, I can see that as well. It, it feels kind of like, um, I don't know, the, the, like Hollywood, the social media takeover of Hollywood uh, a little bit. And um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it would, I, don't, I, I wonder why they haven't done something like that already. You know, yeah. and just grab people, the top people from each niche or something like that. Because mm -hmm. there's so many niches on YouTube and I just feel right. like people just haven't discovered them yet. Yeah. Instead of celebrating all the different, like, you know, amazing content that people are putting out as uh, the people that have the attention, I guess, it seems like. Or, yeah. 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 yeah Which exactly. I understand as well, because, you know, those are the people that are bringing in money and. Um, yeah. You know, like the, the David Dobricks of the world and yeah. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. David Dobrik, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, are you a, a David Dobrik fan as well? Or? Yes, I am such a David Dobrik fan, it's embarrassing. I saw him <laughs> at VidCon and I screamed like a little girl. Like I didn't even know that I had that high-pitched voice inside of me. You just I, found it in that moment. <laughs> I freaked out. And then afterward, I was like, ew, what was that? <laughs> and like, I, I ended up, somehow I ended up walking behind him. Mm-hmm. And I just froze. Like, I, my friends were like, just say hi, David. It's not that hard. Like, just, you know, say hi. Right. I couldn't do it. Like, I felt like oh, I was no. going to grow up. Yeah. I know, I know that feeling for sure. You're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I find myself just, like, blurting it out of my mouth. And <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I didn't know how to talk it was the weirdest thing I didn't know I was that big of a fan of David and then I was like damn I am a David Dobrik fan I'm a I'm a stan (laughs) for real I'm a big fan (laughs) cool yeah so are are there maybe uh, are there conventions or meetups for people in the Funko Pop uh, community yeah yeah so as for the Funko Pop community, I feel like any of the like, Comic-Cons mm-hmm. are really popular. Mind you, the Funko Pop community in, on YouTube, at least, is still growing. There is mm-hmm. a, huge, a huge niche for collecting in general, okay. but not so much for collecting Funko Pops, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things that you can collect, and there's... Um, I don't even know what the heck they're called because I only collect Funko Pops, but there's other figures that people collect and they have a lot of um, subscribers, but not mm-hmm. so much in Funko Pop. Okay. So anytime there's releases, they'll release them at the conventions. And that's when you'll see a lot of Funko Pop people show up there, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, I just feel like people are starting to become more connected in the Funko Pop community because we are doing more content on it. Like okay. I'm seeing more Facebook groups. I'm seeing more Funko Pop collectors groups, you know, mm-hmm. I'm part of, it's called Funko Pop Collector Society. So basically you, you get interviewed and then you get accepted in and it's like mm-hmm. some club of people that collect Funko Pops and we just Whoa. talk about Funko Pops all day and yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the like fascination is with them and like with the, the kind of the collector community? You know, I've thought about this and I really, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have an addictive personality in general, so if I'm really into something, like, I'm really into it, and that's just why I'm so infatuated with them, but I'm, I've tried to think about, like, why other people do it. I think maybe it's, like, a nostalgia thing, you sure. know, because they have Funko Pops from, like, every, every type of anything that you could think of, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you have so, a favorite one? Oh, for sure. I have this... Um, <laughs> a Groot Chase, and it's, it's from these Marvel Marvel boxes that they had at GameStop, but mm-hmm. I got really lucky. I don't know why I always get really lucky with, like, the mystery boxes, and people always are, like, sometimes people message me, and they're like, dude, do you, like, message the people and ask them, like, you know no, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm not even a big, like, huge Funko Pop YouTuber to be doing uh, that. I just get really lucky. I ended up getting it, like, on my first try, and it was, like, a very looked for pop so I, I don't know I just got lucky. Nice. you said it was a, a group like the what's the movie it, um Guardians of the Galaxy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. they have this um it's like the chase where it's basically a chase Funko Pop they'll have the original Funko Pop and the chase one the chase mm-hmm. one just has something that's like different so for this one it was like they had a group that was sitting down playing a video game that was the original one so the chase was Groot like standing up playing a video game. I know it sounds hmm. kind of silly, but 
that's just how it is in like yeah. the world. <laughs> that's cool. Does it make them more valuable if you like don't take them out of the box or like how does, oh. how does that work? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has different opinions on it. Mm-hmm. I know some people kind of get on me about taking them out of the boxes. I mean, I collect them in the box, okay. but when I show them on my channel, I take them out just because if someone can't buy that pop or can't find it, I want mm-hmm. them to be able to see it, you know? Yeah. And some people are like, no, don't ever take them out of the box. But I don't really see that. And I also I have friends that do the same thing. They're like, yeah, I don't really see the big deal unless you throw away the box and you can't really sell it, you know? Mm-hmm. Are there any other kind of like... Uh unspoken rules or like taboo things to do with a when the community i mean i i really feel like it's all just preference some people are mm-hmm. really like intense about it and other people are more like well this is my pop i'm not gonna sell it i'm not flipping it or anything like just that just for fun it's like you're yeah, yeah, yeah some people they'll buy them and then they'll sell them for like a ridiculous price online mm-hmm. and i think that's something that's kind of seen as not good in the Funko Pop community. Like, if you're a true collector, you don't really do that because you're kind of like, and I don't want to say you're ripping people off because you're not. You're just selling it for what it's, I guess, what it's worth. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of messed up to buy a pop that's like fifteen dollars and sell it online for like sixty five dollars. It's like, wow. what the heck? Yeah. Why? Like, why is there such a high markup uh, on them? So basically, they'll release pops and some are more exclusive, like, um, like I mentioned at the conventions, they'll mm-hmm. have, like, um, someone DM me the other day, there was a Sabrina, the Teenage Witch from the comic books, okay. and that one's a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, so it was only sold at the convention or at Hot Topic while supplies lasted, mm-hmm. and they don't remake them. So once they sell out, you can't find them. Then anymore. that's it, gotcha. Yeah, so that's kind of why they raise the prices they're like well you're not gonna be able to find this at hot topic or anywhere else mm-hmm. so. so it's yeah. exclusive it's a, a once in a, a lifetime opportunity <laughs> yeah yeah in a way yeah but i just feel bad when people try and like sell it for that much more i'm like Damn, that's a they lot profit of off of that the, that situation yeah yeah i mean maybe i'm just i don't know a little bit sensitive i'm like that's me <laughs> <laughs> right but I, I get it you have to make your money you gotta do what you gotta do sure are, are people making a a living just off of like flipping them or yeah. yeah so I didn't realize this either until you know I started looking more into collecting and stuff but mm-hmm. people will buy like big boxes from Hot Topic to try and get the chases yeah and then they'll sell the chases for like a ridiculous amount and then they'll sell the regular ones for maybe like a dollar or two to profit mm-hmm. but it's like a job for them like that's what they do right and they don't even wow. collect them they're just selling them they're just selling them there's yeah, so like many things in this world that are for like I so much to learn like you know that you don't even think about that uh, people are are up to. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, you could do that. Like, <laughs> you're collecting them for fun. I didn't know I could sell all these and make some right. money. Do you have yeah. any ones um, that like? Uh, so you have your your favorite, but are the ones that are like very valuable that you uh, cherish as well? Or yeah, so basically all the valuable ones I have like in, stored in the glass. Okay. And then all the ones that I don't really, well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. There's a lot behind my TV there mm-hmm. that are valuable, but I just can't, I don't have enough room. Like there's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not enough to put them. And there's definitely Make some more some, shelves. <laughs> I know. I need to buy like a room, uh, buy a room. <laughs> I need to buy a room for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rent them a room in the house next door or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have a lot and there's definitely a lot that I don't care about, but I feel mm-hmm. bad selling. <laughs> 
Like, I just got so attached to them. It sounds so silly. They're like my babies. <laughs> yeah. How did you uh, like learn about the community or like are there specific uh, like places that you would go to research? Yeah. So like I mentioned, I started off watching Box Attack okay. and he actually has a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got onto that Facebook group and people talk about the releases. People were talking about um, selling, trading, like just all kinds of Funko Pop stuff. And that's where I started to kind of learn more and more about the community. And then I, I got into Funko Pop Collector Society and they have like a, a group where we talk and do all of that. So mm-hmm. but like I'm saying, there's just always stuff like there's releases and people will message me like, hey, are you going to go get this? And I'm like, I didn't even know that was out. What is that? Like, before you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's just so many things going on that I like, I can't keep up. I mean, I have mm-hmm. a regular life and, you know, YouTube isn't my life yet. Right. Know, so it's yeah. hard to. One, one day. <laughs> yeah. And then people are like, well, you should buy this whole collection that they're all dropping. And I'm like, who do you guys think I am? Like, <laughs> I can't afford that. <laughs> like, right. Have you thought of a way for people to like support your channel? Like, uh, would you be interested in a Patreon or um, Yeah. So that you mentioned that I was literally, I had like a journal that I was like writing up stuff that I want to do. And I, I definitely want to start a Patreon. I think my thing was always like, are people going to like support me? Like there's always that fear. Sure, but then yeah. I, I definitely don't want to think like that. You know, I've always done things, even though I was afraid, like I was definitely afraid of starting a YouTube channel. Like I mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, people are going to judge me. They're going to be like, what the heck? But so much has come from it. So I definitely want to start a Patreon and kind of like see where that goes. And then I'm hoping to, to start a second channel too, to see, to see how that channel ends up going. Because like I mentioned, when I first started YouTube, I think that YouTube was confused by me and didn't know where to stick me in like the algorithm mm. because I started off with fitness, lifestyle, and then I went back and forth with a bunch of things. Right. But I wonder how YouTube would react if I just started fresh and had like a niche starting off with like vlogging, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious to see like how that's going to go. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, yeah, for sure. Have you like diversified into different, like, uh, did I see that you were podcasting as well or? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I forgot. I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I have a podcast that I do with my friends from high school Nice. and um, that's been, that's been going okay. It's definitely been kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we also kind of struggled to figure out how we wanted to represent ourselves and what we wanted to do with that. So, you know, there, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. And what's your podcast about? That one, oh, it's called the Millennial Minute. So it's basically, you know, we're, we're all millennials and we, we'll just talk about things that are relevant to us, whether it's politics or just life, you know? Yeah. We just try and hit a little bit of everything. Um, so we're, like I said, we're still trying to figure out mm-hmm. which direction we really want to go in. We're seeing what people are, are listening to the most. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can, what's great is you can like test a bunch of different things because people are just going to come back to hear, you know, for you and like yeah yeah exactly so uh that's very cool yeah for sure yeah what have you guys been what did you talk about in your most recent episode if you you can remember um let me remember i think that one we did a lot it was very political we were talking Mm -hmm. about bernie and we were talking about um like the black lives matter movement protests and things like that um lately it's been heavy politics because it's i feel like it's so much in your face right now yeah yeah (laughs) you can't Run, like it's everywhere so we you know we want to talk about it for sure but sometimes yeah. you know we'll talk about 
just life and what's going on with us and millennials mm -hmm. and things like that. So millennial things, millennial stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot of fun, especially getting to do it with, with my friends. Yeah. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. But it, it's also, again, like a, a completely different niche than what I'm, what I'm doing in mm -hmm. other, you know, on YouTube and things like that. Do you like kind of cross promote uh, the podcast to your audience on YouTube or? You know, I've had, I've kind of struggled with it because I, I don't talk about politics on my, on my Funko Pop channel. And I just don't know if it's going to like rub anyone the wrong way if I promote that. And then these, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense really. No, but. it does. Yeah. Yeah, I just want the Funko Pop channel to be somewhere where anybody can come. It doesn't matter what political views you have, you know, what background. I just want it to be something for everyone. Mm -hmm. Versus I know that my podcast is is mainly dedicated to like a certain demographic, you know? Sure. Yeah, and then also because I did a I did a reality show. It's it's called Battle of the Zodiac. It's gonna be out soon. I oh, think. that's cool. Yeah, but it was all done through Zoom because, you know, we're all quarantined and stuck at home. Right. And they asked me if I wanted to promote it. And I was kind of like conflicted. I was like, do I want to? Because it is, because the way I talk on there is completely mm. different than how I am like on my Funko Pop channel. And I kind of struggled with that. Like, do I want to promote my podcast where I'm like, I curse and I, I'm very, very open and blunt. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that I'm, I'm like ashamed of being myself but it's just a completely different side of me it's just different audiences and like they're they're coming to you yeah. for different things as well so exactly it makes exactly. sense yeah yeah how yeah. did that uh reality show uh opportunity come about that was random too all these things that ha i think i just manifest <laughs> things really quickly like I, was, I literally was like hmm, i'd like to be in a reality show the next day my friend texted me and she was like hey do you want to be in a reality show and i was like what what in the heck universe? Are you reading my thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I, I was really surprised. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And then she explained that um, Colin Barry, who is a, a pretty big YouTuber, he does Zodiac YouTube stuff. Um, okay. And he was going to make a reality show based on Zodiac signs. And I didn't really know much about it, but I was like, you know what? An opportunity comes, like, I'm going to take it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so I... I I did the the interview for it. I just sent in a video and then I didn't really hear back. So I was like, oh, okay, like, I guess that's it. And then randomly, like at night, one day, my, my friend's like, hey, can you hop on Zoom? So I hopped on Zoom and I realized we were recording for it. And I was like, what hmm. the heck is, like, they didn't even tell me that I got it. And I was just very <laughs> confused, like, well, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And again, it was nice to, to meet people who I, I had things in common with you know, but different things. Like a lot of the people that I met were very spiritual and really into Zodiac signs and astrology. And a lot of my friends aren't into that. <laughs> uh, you are as well or? Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I definitely have become more and more into astrology and spirituality. I think this year, I think quarantine has definitely made me sit down and hmm. think about my life a little bit more and who I want to be and all these things, you know? Yeah, same. <laughs> Right? It just, yeah. it forced everyone to just sit down and like, kind of think reflect. about what you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we all yeah. got grounded at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, yeah. this project is kind of like a product of uh, quarantine and trying to keep myself busy. And, oh, okay. Um, I see. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, who knows what kind of uh, like creative endeavors come from being stuck at home for so long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what is your, um, your zodiac sign? Ooh, okay, guess. I like when people guess things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Getting a little Gemini vibe? 
Gemini? Wait, I, don't really, Gemini? I don't really know them that well. I'm just, I just kind of guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm Gemini. <laughs> no offense to all the Geminis out there. A Libra? No, a Libra? Hmm, I could see myself maybe being a Libra for sure. Out, outgoing, think, friendly? A what? Outgoing, friendly? Aren't I they? Can't see that. I can see that one for sure. Okay. But I'm a Taurus. So we're. Well, the thing with zodiac signs is uh-huh. that you have like your your moon sign, your sun sign, and your right. There's so sign. many. Yeah. Yeah. So I downloaded yeah. CoStar uh, a few months ago. So. Oh, you did. What are you? Yeah, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm like, can I see that? I don't know. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep it low key. I keep my Aquarius. Oh, side. I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep that on the low. You know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have a lot to say about different zodiac signs, so. Hmm. Do you find that you, like, kind of uh, are friends with people who are, some, like, the um, compatible with your zodiac sign, or? Yes, so, I mean, don't come for me, any Aries people, but <laughs> I don't know what it is with the Aries in the world. Like, they mean, we could, I can't. Uh-huh. I just can't. Either I <laughs> really get along with them, uh-huh. or... I just, I have beef with them. And I don't have beef with anybody unless yeah. they're an Aries. I don't know what it but is. But those Aries, it's over. For real? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what is going on? Taurus yeah. and Aries, no. Never again. What, uh, what, month, uh, what months are Aries? Aries, I think it's late March, early April. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's right before Taurus season. But oh. I, I definitely... I mean, I definitely want to talk about the signs that I do like. I feel like uh-huh. I definitely get along with Libras. My best friend is a Libra. Okay. And a lot of people that I'm close to are Libras. And then I think also Gemini, surprisingly. I've always hmm. been skeptical of Gemini's, you know? But yeah. And then I realized I was around a bunch of Gemini's. I'm like, oh, y'all aren't that bad. <laughs> right. Aren't Gemini's like the, they're like outgoing or are they gossipy a little bit or? They're very outgoing, but mm. they're also they'll snap back, you know, like, oh, you just, okay. they got yeah, they're very, they're super cool, but also don't mess with them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I think my mom is a Libra. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of like water. Is it water signs, right? That are. Libra is, oh, water signs are emotional. Okay. Libra is air. So. Okay. Libras are very, they want to see both sides of everything. They're usually like really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I, I have a lot to learn. I, I'm I'm new to the uh, the zodiac game, but it's it's really cool. I mean, when you realize that the planets are doing all these things, and you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. why I feel this way right now, you know? Right. Yeah. There's like it, it's kind of it's interesting to like read up on you know your own um, zodiac sign and like see some sort yeah. of similarities or like an, I don't know, just another like outlet outlet or explanation for things. Exactly. Or even just that you're not just one sign. Like you're literally. Mm-hmm bunch of different things and then right. you're like oh my gosh I didn't realize and this is why I feel this way like you know yeah yeah, yeah. interesting a little bit of a non-social media tangent but I, I find I it know. interesting <laughs> it is interesting everyone go look up your zodiac sign <laughs> yeah <laughs> so for how long have you been like watching YouTube videos or oh my goodness I've been I've been watching YouTube for so long mm-hmm. and It started off with vlogs and things like that. And then I realized now that I make videos that I don't watch YouTube as much. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, The more, the more I create, the less I watch as well. Right. Yeah. Like the kind of like in your own thing and your, that takes up a lot of time as well. So 
Um, yeah, I, I guess that's interesting. Yeah, I think also from editing so much, like I get kind of tired of like sitting down being in front of like my, my screen. Right. That I feel like I've, especially now I've been trying to kind of put my phone down with mm-hmm. the computer aside. And even if I just like lay on my bed and just like look out my window for like 10 minutes. Like, yeah, just to take a break because there's so yeah, much information being thrown stop. at you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who were the like uh, the YouTubers that you watched that kind of inspired you to to make or start creating? So I think the first person was Whitney Simmons. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Have you mm. heard of her? No, I haven't. She's um, she does fitness videos, okay. and I I started watching her, and she's the first YouTuber that I watched consistently. Like I would just watch random videos, whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like the first person that I subscribed to, and I was like I like I really am influenced by this person. I look up to this person. And she mentioned in one of her videos that she was like working a corporate job and then she hated it. And she just left to go do her, to do fitness, to pursue Mm -hmm. making fitness videos. And that's what kind of gave me the idea of like, I should quit my job and do something in the fitness industry because I really like it. So I really thank her for, you know, letting me, or putting that idea in my head because I really Mm -hmm. felt like my whole life, my mom was like, you are going to be a realtor. You're going to sell houses, <laughs> you know? And I just did not, I did not want to do that. I don't yeah. see myself being like, I mean, I, of course I want to be in business, but not in that way. Yeah, not that kind of business. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't see myself doing that. So I'm glad that I, I was able to kind of open my mind into like a different way of thinking about my future. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it was her. And then I think her and then Box Attack were definitely like the people who had the most influence on me as far as like YouTube went and kind of like inspired me to to pursue it more. Yeah, that's very cool. And and good on you for, you know, paving your own path as well and, you know, not becoming that realtor. <laughs> I know. But, yeah. I'm just like, I could not imagine. Like, could you imagine me like, this is the living room? Like, I can't. <laughs> like, you see it. You know what it is. <laughs> for real, I just could not. Yeah. Like, it was just not for me. And I always knew that that just was not going to be what I was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Successful. I just always felt like this calling to be, to be in front of the camera and I just needed to make it happen my own way, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So I got a, I got one more question and then I'll, I'll let you go. So for the, the future of your channel and your content, um, what do you see as uh, the future uh, looking like for you? I definitely want to continue to do Funko pop content. And then, like I mentioned, I want to start that second channel just so that people can get to know me more on a more personal level, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, they'll have me to watch, you know, with the, with the nice lights and sitting down showing things. And then they'll have the regular me who does regular things, you know? So I think that's definitely what I want to focus on, um, you know, this coming year and just trying to continue to be consistent with content. Mm. Awesome. And yeah, like, you know, it's a, an interesting like niche and I'm the people in that community I'm sure like uh super interested in in everything that you have to offer so uh I'm excited to see uh what you have uh coming up next thanks <laughs> yeah um and this has been really cool for me like just doing this project to like get to meet other you know like-minded people who have like similar yeah. interests and building a community of um you know similar people so I I really appreciate you taking the time to 
to come on and, and talk to me. Of course, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's definitely, it, it feels good to meet people who are passionate about the same things that you are, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, we, I don't get that a ton in my, my everyday life. So to like try and make it happen and, um, you know, potentially like meet, you know, have meetups uh, would be like kind of the goal for me. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. In the future, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I look forward to see what you uh, make next and uh, put it out in the world. And uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. For sure. Thank you so much. It was nice yeah, meeting yeah. you. You too. All right. Have a good one. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Starting From Zero podcast. A special thank you to Tiani for taking the time to talk with me. And if you want to watch entertaining Funko Pop content, you can find Tiani on social media at underscore T Chantel. If you want to check out more content from the Starting From Zero project on social media, all you have to do is search Starting From Zero. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.